The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Kansas State Wildcats are the best. Kansas State Wildcats. Oh, your microphone's on. Kansas State Wildcats. I just can't help it, man. I'm just so pumped up. I see Sage is the only one in uh, in a festive mood today. <laughs> Imagine that. Actually, Sam Honeybuns was like, "You celebrating today?" And I go, "What? Oh, yeah." Did you did you come across the audio clip that had the "May the Fourth be Force be with you" like? 45 times? No. Someone strung it together where it's literally just from the first six movies, May the Force Be With You, put together, and it's 91 times. Oh, my God. Hmm. So just, May the Force Be With You, May the Force Be With You, May the Force Be With You. Can I I spoil one Ask Us Anything? Sure. Right now. Uh, So do you defend or denounce Star Wars on Star Wars Day? Oh, I mean, I defend. I'm a fan. I'm not like a diehard. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest into sci-fi type of movies or anything in that area anyway, but I've enjoyed Star Wars. They're not bad movies. I've Some only seen two maybe. of them. That shocks that me. That shocks me too. And You're I've, a 70s kid. I'm a 70s kid, but I just never got into sci-fi very heavily. Hmm. Now, uh, now, you know, life... Uh, well, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, oh, that's a different story. What a great movie. But oh, general, no, I'm talking the books. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For yeah, the sure, the for books. Sure. I've not even watched the movie. I don't want to. Oh, it's great. To be honest, Sam Rockwell. The books so good. I love anything Sam Rockwell's in, and he's hilarious in it. Um, but I don't even think we need to ask Sajay. She is a defender to the. De- Sajay, how. how how fast does your blood boil when someone goes, Star Trek and Star Wars kind of the same thing? Well, they're not the same thing, personally, <laughs> but, but also Star Wars is like my childhood, so of course I'm going to defend it. I don't really understand why you wouldn't defend Star I, I Wars. I mean, let's be honest. Star Wars is a giant space uh, Cowboys and Indians film, and Star Trek is about utopia. Right, and kind of nerdy. You know, like they're like, they're going in like they explored, and then the next generation's all about like analyzing. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, God. We're, we're, live long the guy? and prosper. Yeah, live long. No. Take over and. Yeah. Anybody arguing that they're the same does not have a concept of just the, the key plot points right. of either. I've, I have a lot of people that are like, ah, screw it all. I don't Star like Star Wars is trendy, Star Trek is nerdy. Oh, yeah. Is that fair? That, oh, that, yeah. That'd be a good way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sage, are you a part of the rebel defense? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty straightforward answer. Meanwhile, while wearing a uh, Stormtrooper shirt. Yes, absolutely. May the 4th be with you. That's the reference today, and that's what today is. Yes. May 4th, 2022. Welcome it to the game, Mitch Fortner. Goes tomorrow. Troy that's Coverdale. Right. That's true. Which is, uh, you know, I, I bring up the same uh, excuse for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Why do we need a day to tell us to drink? We could do it whenever we want. <laughs> because we're Americans. <laughs> hey, dude, it's July 17th. What are you doing? I just want to celebrate, man. David, Early. David G. Troy Coverdale, Sage Williams is across the glass today. What's your shirt say? I put ketchup on my ketchup. 
<laughs> Where did you buy that? Uh, actually, my mother-in-law gave that to me as a gift. Do you Why? are you the person that puts an embarrassing amount of ketchup on the plate when you know? Mm, not necessarily an embarrassing amount. We'll put it that way. <laughs> you do. You and, put and, whole... and it's replete with being official because it has the Heinz it logo the on Heinz it. Logo. When did you stop putting ketchup on steak? When haven't I? No, um, I I behave for the most part and don't. You almost had almost had a protest outside. I, I know. I, I'm I'm fully aware. Oh boy! I but you know if it works for Patrick Mahomes, hey, what the heck? Yeah, I mean you like what you like. Except that he you know goes for that weak ass uh, tame stuff called hunts. <laughs> See now we got it. We have Is there a, a difference? Wars? Yes, there's a difference. See, I mean, I don't know. There's don't, a flavor difference. This is like saying to Sage, hey, Star Trek's better than Star Wars. You, If you want to kick things off, tell this man that Hunts and Heinz are the same thing. No. See? See? No. All right. Next. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm getting both kinds of ketchup, and we're doing a taste test. Blind taste we, test. We are gonna. We are going to figure this out. I Whoa. because I guarantee there's no difference. Sage knows like there's no difference between the two. One sweeter than the other. Okay. I am so ready for this. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. Sage. Well, then it gets down to the argument of like Coke versus Pepsi, where some people think that they both taste the same. Yeah. So I can understand I, oh, that. See, no. I'm there's grown no up. Way. I'm grown up to know there's a difference. Yeah. I big mean, time. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just think that the, the, the real argument there with pop is not every pop, pop. You call, call it Coke. You can't say a Coke. Give me a Coke. What kind? Dr. That's Pepper. a regional thing. That I doesn't think. make sense. The Southern people, man. You guys ready to get to our guest yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DY's like, what the hell? Well, he's our Wednesday guest host, Derek Young from K-State Online. DY in Ohio, what do they say out there? Is it pop, soda, Coke? I mean, they call it pop, but I've already kind of flown over to the soda. So I'm more of a, I call it soda more often than anything, but it's definitely pop in Ohio. Okay. Hey, D.Y., that's all we got for you, pal. Uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you never. Come on. Okay. Also, I want to ask D.Y. about this because you said something earlier about it. You've never seen a Star Wars movie either? I have not. No, Ooh. no. And, I, and to be honest, and I know this is not going to be a popular take, I don't necessarily have a great desire to do so. Oh, my God. See, that was Kurtz when it comes to uh, even more drastic, though. That was about Back to the Future. He, he, he absolutely refuses to watch it. Couldn't get him what to watch it? it when I put him on a list of movies he should watch. Crying out. Wow. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen that, but I just I don't get into a lot of the, you know, the stuff. Like, I haven't seen any of the Lord of the Rings either because I'm not. That's just not my thing. I thought they were pretty good. Sage is literally shaking right now she is <laughs> she's about to end this meeting yeah. if you know what i mean <laughs> it's she has over. control right now she's in charge <laughs> well dy welcome to the show follow him on on twitter at d young rivals he's from kston online right now the ksu kso boys are just pumping out the content numbers are through the roof amazing stuff on k-state recruiting right now especially with k-state men's basketball Earlier this week, a couple days ago, D.Y., we got a couple of new cats, and I, I think we certainly saw this coming. They came to campus. They liked what they saw and Coach Tang. Not counting what's pending, but Coach Tang and the coaching staff is now four for four with guys that have visited and have decided on where they're going to school, and that is K-State. Let's start with Dorian Finister. 
Carver High School kid out of New Orleans, Louisiana, 13 points and shot 64, 63.5% in his career. Had a rough three-point shooting year his senior year, but he's been pretty solid throughout his career. But is this like to you the bread and butter of Coach Jerome Tang recruiting if you go back to his Baylor days? A guard who plays, of course, he's a great player, but also from New Orleans. Yeah, and the, the Louisiana flavor to it, I think, is kind of his bread and butter. And he's kind of spoken on a few different platforms and mediums since then, just his almost admiration and excitement when he brings in someone from Louisiana. So I think that does play into it quite a bit. And and look, this is probably going to be the recruit, one of the recruits that has the least bit of fanfare, not a whole lot of offers to speak from, not a, not a very loud or obnoxiously high ranking, uh, anything of that sort. But a guy that could probably, you know, has a lot of room to grow as a, a basketball player. He's not close to as good as he can be. He's starting from kind of the ground up, and but you don't see a whole lot of six foot four. Six foot five guards, that's what he is. So he has upside and potential just based off of those kinds of measurables. Yeah, honestly, when I saw his his offer list, it kind of reminded me of like a K-State football recruit, uh, Coach uh, Kleiman or Coach Snyder era, three-star kid who has one or two power five offers and the rest are kind of the mid-major areas. But uh, he, I mean, he had, of course, attention from Texas A&M. He had a, a, a teammate from high school, who was the Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year, picked Texas A&M. But I like Dorian Finister kind of getting out of that shadow and kind of doing his own thing because he could have gone to Texas A&M as well, but he decided to go to K-State. And uh, I, I do actually, and maybe we talked about this a little bit last week, but I do agree that uh, he might receive a little bit of the uh, lesser fan for, fanfare for one. I mean, he's he's he is coming out of high school. He is not proven himself in a way at the college level like you're going to see with a lot of guys coming in for K-State because of the uh, of the transfer portal and they've had some time at the college level and so far we've seen some guys come in that have some pretty solid numbers but I do like uh, the uh, potential of uh, Dorian Finister I like the way he plays I really do he's a guy that likes to take it to the hoop he's not afraid to take it to the hoop and score great in transition meanwhile you have Naquan Tomlin who's a big dude but he's the guy, he's not afraid to shoot it outside. And he's, actually, here's the first question I'll ask. We're talking about the uh, Chipola College uh, transfer mm-hmm. who was committed to K-State. He has not signed yet. Do you know, is he 6'8 or 6'10? I've seen both out there. Yeah, I've seen both. I I, I don't I don't know. And, and to probably, probably it doesn't really matter because you can kind of see from the highlights too, he's just long no matter what. He might be six mm-hmm. foot eight, six foot ten, but that wingspan is uh, pretty monstrous, and that's probably the deciding factor, or at least the most uh, impactful characteristic about him. His length is just out of this world. His athleticism is incredible. Um, a very much a run and jump athlete. He play he could play above the rim, but he could score at all three levels. He's also a little bit raw. Like I was going to say about Dorian Finister, the difference with him is he probably needs a little bit of time to bake in the oven a little bit compared to some of the transfers that they're going to land as in he might not even play a whole lot in year one and Jerome Tang's already kind of alluded to that just a bit and and he was playing on a team that's really really good kind of reminds me a little bit of Barry Brown he got overshadowed as a high school recruit because he was on teams that were just 
loaded with big time prospects. So he kind of flew under the radar and then he became a very good college basketball player. Maybe that's the arc for Finister, but for Naquan Tomlin, the upsides through the roof out of all the guys that they've landed, he probably is the one that can be the most special player. Now he has to get there and he has to develop and that'll be on him and the coaching staff to do so. But in terms of just promising potential and how good someone can be, he's probably the most exciting prospect they've landed in that way, but he also has a long ways to go. So that's probably why he also isn't, you know, absolutely ranked the highest out of all of them that they have landed. He, I think he's the number seven Juco player in America on Juco recruiting.com. I think he was number three at one time. And I, and I think the, even the publisher of that site even said like out of all the junior college players that they saw, he had the most combination of skill and upside and all those things that you'd like to have. So uh, just potential-wise, I think Naquan Tomlin probably brings the most excitement to the table. Yep, totally agree about that. You mentioned when you, when you're kind of praising what he's good at, you pretty much hit all my bullet points on what I liked about him. I think he's really good at reading the defense and being at the right spot on the floor in transition. Um, now, about these two gentlemen, was there anything that did stand out to you that y- you mentioned they need to bake in the oven a little bit, they need to grow in their own game as they transition into K-State uh, both from the JUCO transfer ranks and, of course, coming from high school and coming into K-State like Doran Finister. But either one of them, is there something about their game like maybe you don't like so much and you need to see him grow in that area? Yeah, you wonder about Finister's shot a little bit just because of the way it dips his senior year and um, and maybe not as willing of a defender on tape, but he has the size and the length to be a great defender in college basketball. Um, that's really been the calling card for everyone they've landed. Just a ton of length. They're going to. It's going to be a big team. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the way that they're assembling it. I mean, I know you have the the mighty mouse there with Marquise Noel, but everyone else is just going to be like super long for the position that they're going to play. And Aquan Tomlin's just that as well. For him, you you do wonder how real that outside shot is too. But he'll be playing. And, you know, all over the courts and on three different levels where if, if he doesn't have a superior perimeter shot, it's really not going to take away from the rest of his game. As long as it can keep the defense honest, then then you really like what you have there. Um, decision-making will probably be something that he's – if he has the ball in his hands a little bit more, decision-making is probably something he'll be challenged with. Now, Dorian Finister, he's, uh, help me out here. He is a point guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can play on the ball. He probably doesn't have to. Okay. We're with D. Young from uh, K-State Online at D. Young Rivals on Twitter. We'll talk more K-State uh, basketball recruiting when we come back. Kind of the other side of things. Who are still some names on the big board? And uh, the latest on Antoine Davis. That's next. It's a good tune. Do you know the lyrics? Would have kicked in right there. I but, know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just oh, sure hooting karaoke. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I didn't mean to talk over. You said something about GTA. This is in GTA. This is on a GTA. Uh, I think San Andreas. It's on one of the radio stations, and this is just cruising down the road, trying to get my stars down. <laughs> cruising, listening to Helmet. Speaking of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Troy. We're back Helmet with, deserves to be there. We're back with Derek Young from K-State Online. D.Y., did you ever play the Grand Theft Auto games? I did. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, probably Vice City. 
Vice City was great. Going to the Malibu Club. Doing these weird gyrating moves. (laughs) Uh, Like, it was dance moves. Nobody ever actually danced that way. Yeah. But it was hilarious. Now, I was... I think San Andreas, it was really good at the time it came out. Like, I was probably like 13 years old. Greatest game of all time. It hasn't aged too well. Like, they kind of... uh, revamped it in a way what's the uh word i'm trying to think of but uh anyway mm-hmm. uh they um anyway they re-released it and uh i i played it a little bit man it just doesn't doesn't quite hit like it used to Not, you know what i mean and compared to this one like the one that's the most recent one four um or five or six five oh. um that one is so good i mean especially online play like get out of here man san andreas was great at the time all right, we continue with Derek Young from K-State Online talking uh, some K-State hoops. All right, D.Y., well, uh, you put it out there yesterday about Antoine Davis. He's the 22nd best scorer in, in uh, men's college basketball history. One year of eligibility remaining. He visited the Cats, loved it, said it was his best visit. And then he went to BYU, and we uh, really haven't heard from him since. Other than that, his, uh releasing his top five, which is everywhere he's visited in Detroit Mercy. But uh, what's the latest you've heard on Antoine Davis? Yeah, I, I, I've heard that an, a decision could should be expected this week, and that came from a variety of different sources. And I even have one that said Wednesday, which is today. So maybe before the day's up, we'll hear something. Um, in terms of you know where he is leaning, I think most assume that it is Kansas State but no one's really willing to go out on a limb and, and say with a lot of conviction. So he's keeping it close to the vest and pretty under wraps pretty well. He's doing a, a pretty heck of a job on that front. But I think most would pick most, you know, that are involved would pick K state at this time. I put my detective hat on yesterday, DY. And, um, yeah, you know, the last, the last time I did that was, when the Oklahoma game was coming up last year for football. And, of course, the whole um, the story was, of course, will Skylar Thompson return and play that game? Well, I got my detective hat on, and I uh, went over the, uh, the press conference video, and I was looking for tells that Coach Kleiman was lying. And I found multiple. And guess what? He played. And so I, 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 I went a different route, and I could only use social media. And just I just went with the clues with social media. Well, when he's on that BYU trip, he's visiting the campus. He's in Provo, Utah, and uh, he's retweeting Call of Duty logos, and um, which made me feel like you know what I bet I bet he misses uh, the experience he had in Manhattan at the beat uh, basketball training facility, and um, you know saw the gaming consoles and thought about being on the sticks with boys at the friends he made here in town. So Detective Mitch says K State all the way. It's got to be cats all the way. Yeah, I mean, social media activity definitely screams that Kansas State is the choice. I mean, he's he's all the time interacting with or favoriting stuff that, you know, would be related to Kansas State in some ways. Tweeted at Marquise Noel a few times, did it again today. There just is a lot of connectivity in his social media activity um, to Kansas State. I will also mention, though, I did see, you know, the second favorable school would be Maryland. Because after that, he went on a trip to Georgetown, and while on that trip, he was also tweeting out his pictures from the Maryland trip, you know. So I, I, if I had it down to two, it would be K-State and Maryland, but of course, 
K-State has the edge. Speaking, yeah, and remember ahead. that tweet he said right after the K-State visit, it was my best one yes. yet. So it, it kind of smacked Maryland and Georgetown down. So just putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, it screams K-State. I think the you think the swerve could be Maryland. I think the swerve could be Detroit Mercy. Yeah. See, though, I, you know, that would be a story of, hey, man, these guys gave me a shot. I've played four years here. What's one more? You know, they believed in me, that kind of story. You know, go back to Trevor Hudgens in Northwest Missouri. And uh, he had this last season, had an opportunity to go D1. He could have gone Big 12, big-time school, big-time program. But, no, he, he stayed in Missouri, stayed in Maryville, and he finished it out and won another national championship. Maybe it could be a story like that. I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from, D.Y. Yeah, I mean, that. I still think it's the Cats. but you know, too. Any, I'm not sure I'd be surprised at anything anymore because, you know, with the whole NIL thing and just kind of drum, trying to drum up excitement for one's decision and trying to be popular and go viral, I think just things are kind of out of control now to where there's really nothing predictable out about recruiting. Antoine Davis, if you're listening, I promise if you come to K-State <laughs> that I will announce your name louder than everybody else's. Yes. All right? You'll get the loudest, longest, stretched out introduction as well during – uh, the uh, starting lineups. Whew. All right, uh, D.Y., another name I want to throw out there. It was brought up last week, and you mentioned that he'd be coming here soon for a visit. That's Julian Phillips from Branson from Link Year. Uh, but it sounds like some things have changed with him. What's Do you know what the latest is? Yeah, I mean, I think it was Tuesday. It was like, you know, this. he's definitely visiting. He had set up the official visit at a plan to go to Manhattan. But then, you know, we got word yesterday. It was about 24 hours later. And and that was a visit that had been discussed and contemplated for a while. And they finally kind of locked it in on Tuesday. That yesterday, 24 hours later, we heard it was off. So we do not expect Julian Filtz, the five-star forward um, from that academy in Missouri, to visit Kansas State this weekend or ever, really. He just I think he actually just released the top list of schools or options since it also considered also consisted of the G League and um overtime elite. Um and it, it didn't it didn't include the Wildcats, but it included like six or seven, but it's really down to two from everything that we're able to kind of muster here. I think it's gonna be Tennessee or Auburn. Mm-hmm. I would lean towards Tennessee right now because even before, right when that K-State visit was set, I had been told, you know, Tennessee is probably would have locked them up already if they weren't just kind of like dragging their feet on jumping over one more hurdle. And then the Kansas State visit got set up and then it got canceled. So I wonder if the, you know, the difference there, or the factor there was Tennessee kind of clearing that last hurdle. And I, I suppose when it comes to those that have visited at this point, we're now just kind of waiting on the decision of Antoine Davis and also Baby Shaq, Sean Willing or Sean uh, Phillips, rather, uh, the seven footer from um, is it Glendale, Arizona, who announced yeah. he's going to give it some time before he commits. Yeah, he's going to visit two more schools. I think one of them is going to be West Virginia. He said he'd put out a top six in the near future, which is a little funny because you're going to visit three schools, but you have a top six. You really have a top three at that point. But either way. He's supposed to announce his decision on May 17th, so that's when we'll find out on that front. And, uh, you know, I assume, you know, we'll have some more visitors and more names pop up in the near future too. Um, And we have nothing on that right now. I I think there's probably a few things in the works, a a couple irons in the fire, so to speak. But, you know, we'll be on top of that at KSO when those things do come to fruition. 
what stands out to me about Baby Shaq, I know he's seven foot. He's four star, right? Yeah, four star, top fifty player. I mean, Baby Shaq. That nickname is real name Sean Phillips, but Baby Shaq. That is so marketable. I mean, K State could he's, just tear it up in the market with that name. They could, but but then I wonder a little bit to me anyway. Like Shaq is wide. Like the, the he was just like this physical specimen. Sean Phillips, I mean, I get it. He's a big dude. He has a seven foot four wingspan on top of his six eleven seven foot mm-hmm. frame, but he's not like massive like Shaq is, right? He's, he looks a little bit taller and leaner, or maybe not taller. Well, leaner. I mean, back then Shaq was a lot leaner. He was back in the day. Maybe I just think about Shaq on what is the show on TNT every night that they're on. He, him, and Charles Barkley probably. Oh man, they they've added a few more cupcakes on top of their plain weight. Yeah, yesterday Shaq got embarrassed. They're like they were doing uh, like basically just kind of giving an example of a play that happened <laughs> in a previous game, and this dude that's like six foot puts a layup in up in front of Shaq and scores and just embarrasses him. And Shaq tried to block it. <laughs> it, it was so, it was so funny. We're with Derek Young from K State Online. Dy, we'll do one more segment. We'll talk uh, some K State football. How about that when we come back here on the game? Saw him in concert a few weeks ago. Asage uh, is the Ooh, David G. David G. Bubba Bumba. You know, you know, you can't want to say that, but Sajay's really on the ones and twos tonight. It's really good. Using some of them MF beds today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And skipping over the big Steve beds, because everybody knows those will get a little weird. Let's be real. Doing people a favor. <laughs> big Steve, shout out to you and your horrible music, uh... He's getting ready to run a Tech Nine show. Oh, that that's right. That oh, was that was last night. That was last night. Oh. I'm sorry. I got my days mixed up. I thought it was tomorrow. No, that was last night, and he's got the video to prove it. Nice. That's awesome. That's that's awesome. Big Steve, we give him a hard time, but he is super talented. He very. is a very, very talented guy, and uh, shout out to him for sure and his horrible music taste. Like, if we had to fire Paul, we would be fine. <laughs> You know what I mean? In fact, hey Paul, the, your countdown has begun, punk. You you know you you uh, uh. Can 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 we wait until the station website is taken care of? Oh yeah, yeah. Big Steve's got that. <laughs> Big Steve can handle that. He's just got to read that book. Uh, you know, book, websites for dummies. Oh boy. And he'll he'll get it. Back with Derek Young from K Center Line for one more segment. Uh, Dy, so I'm sure you've seen the the big game boomer that releases all these. Um, you know, rankings or whatever. Like, K-State was on one just recently about uh, loudest stadiums, and they came in at, like, number 26 or something like that. It made me want to ask you, because you've been around the Big Ten before coming to work for uh, K-State Online. I know Penn State would probably be the answer, but do you have an opinion on what the loudest stadium in the Big Ten is? Loudest stadium in the Big Ten is probably – probably depends on the game and the time, but – Penn State is probably a good answer because I, th- I think Penn State's louder than Ohio State, but those two are probably at the top. Surprisingly, I know it's called the Big House and it has, I think, the biggest, largest attendance, but just the way it's designed and, and everything. Michigan's not that loud when you're actually in the stadium, which is kind of surprising. Now, who had the best spread or who had the best media accommodations? Mm, man, there's some actually Big Twelve is a lot better when it comes to media accommodations than the Big Ten. 
I had some horror stories in the Big Ten, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> man, what's the bet? I mean, Ohio State and Nebraska are probably top two. Okay. I still never have gotten adjusted to the fact that you have literally separate press boxes for the varying media of the schools in Big Ten stadiums. Michigan yeah, State was that way. Purdue was that way. Threw me completely off. Whoa. I don't remember Purdue being that way. And I only been to Michigan State once, and it was that way. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think here. I think it was Indiana, I want to say, which is not a great setup. But Indiana, when you – you know, everyone has usually a pretty tight quarters for away press conferences. It's not the best situation. So I think for Iowa State, what, we go in the weight room, I believe. No. Yeah. Oh. Um, but but Indiana, you literally it was the ticket box office, and there was only like six of us could fit in there. So I'm like asking questions from outside the box office, and the coaches inside the box office. Oh brother! Wow. Fun fact: I did a soccer game at Indiana, and in their little press box, they had a space that I could have used, but they didn't put me up there. They put me on a on the roof on a day it was raining. <laughs> yeah, Indiana's. Indiana is rough. Another thing is Wisconsin has a pretty good setup. Uh, yeah, and you do you do fluctuate back and forth about a good eight to ten feet during jump around after the third <laughs> yeah. quarter. Like that press conference does slide. So if you have motion sickness, you you probably should bring a bag uh-huh. because that that is a thing. But the thing with Wisconsin, they actually do provide media parking, which is great, right? But it's 1.2 miles away from the stadium. So you literally go park in this garage and you have to walk over a mile oh, to get to the stadium. Holy. The first time I did it, it was at 11 a.m. kick. So it's like 8 or 9 a.m. And it's 10 degrees, oh, blowing yeah. wind. It was it was the worst thing in the world. Now, does uh, anybody in the Big Ten have, you mentioned parking, just like fan parking? Like any, the kind of accessibility we have here in Manhattan, does anybody in the Big Ten have that? No, no, I don't think so. Not not that that comes off the mind. I mean, Kansas State's the only school I've ever been to that has that kind of accessibility. Iowa does a little bit, I guess, in a way. Um, it's not like Kansas State, but they have so many buildings around with parking lots that it kind of becomes that way just as by default, but it wasn't designed with that way. And plus they have the hospital right next door and they use the parking for that as well. So I was probably the most convenient that I can remember um, in the Big Ten, but it's still not as um, accessible and as luxurious The Kansas State fans have it. We're speaking with Derek Young from K-State Alliance. So the draft this past weekend, how nervous were you getting about a cat not being picked in the draft? I mean, I, uh, to be honest, I mean, I wasn't following it pick by pick, but once we got to the the sixth round was over and kind of seeing how the quarterbacks were, how the quarterback selections were going. And then um, already thinking yeast would have been picked by then, you know, after the sixth round, I thought it was probably a foregone conclusion that there'd be zero taken and they turned out to be two. So good day for the Wildcats. I mean, two more than Texas. I have, I have one, uh, one recruiting question for you here. Uh, I discovered on Twitter, and this is thanks to Taylor Bratt liking the tweet and that is Nico Gramatica, the son of Martin Gramatica, who of course kicked here in the in the in the nineties and kicked the sixty-five yarder. I was at that game against Northern Illinois. Very hot day, but man, was that awesome to see that kick go through just barely over the crossbar. 
but his kid has a leg. I retweeted a video of his, a 52-yarder that sails. I mean, it's almost right down the middle, but it's high enough that it would go over the cross or it'd go over the uprights. It was just blasted. So the kid's got a leg, and he's 16 years old. Is he? Do you know? Like, do you have? Do you have any knowledge of this about him being like a top candidate for the 2024 class? No, I don't have any knowledge of it yet. I, and, and it's probably pretty early for a kicker. But of course, if he's really got the stuff to be a prospect, then I'm sure Kansas State will be all over him. I mean, that would seem to be an ideal situation um, between the two sides. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's no doubt. I mean, if Taylor Bratt's liking tweets and uh, following the kid, you know, I mean. Come on. He, he's on his way to Manhattan. Yeah. He's going to get it done. Uh, post-spring concerns. I saw you had a story at K-State Online um, about post-spring concerns. I didn't ask you about it last week. So, do you, I mean, what would be your top uh, spring uh, post-spring concerns about K-State football? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and my answers were largely – depth related and especially corner right now i think is probably where i see the biggest hole because you just don't really have any proven answers beyond julius sprint and echo boy doe and and the way they play they need three or four really good corners ready to try down on the field and maybe darrell jones and omar daniels are more ready than we think they are but they are chasing corners right now for the 2022 season so it makes me think that they they they're kind of thinking along the same lines because they moved Josh Hayes to safety. So now safety's probably a little bit more comfortable depth wise linebacker. You still have your two guys and you can probably um, two guys being Will Honus and Daniel Green, and you can probably find some other spare parts there. Austin Moore played pretty well at the end of last season. Khalid Duke's going to see a little bit of some kind of linebacker action, perhaps mm-hmm. Sean Robinson too. So I just think defensively the biggest hole is that corner. And offensively, it's probably needing that second back to Deuce Vaughn, and we'll see if they are able to muster up something there. But they're obviously going after a wide receiver as well. But holistically and a little bit more big picture, I, I a concern that I raised was after the 2022 season, considering the draftable prospects that they, they'll have on this upcoming roster, I mean, they're they're going to have a lot of lot of spots to replace after the 2022 season more than they have had to do so far since they've been in Manhattan. All right, Derek, uh, that's uh, that's all I have for you this week. I appreciate you stopping by once again, and hopefully, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Absolutely. See you then, Derek Young from K State Online. That's at D Young Rivals on Twitter, and get the latest. On K-State Sports, K-State Recruiting's big right now with men's basketball. Go to kstateonline.com, get signed up for the latest that's happening with K-State Athletics. They are pumping out the content, and they're basically giving it away for free. Go get it at kstateonline.com. We'll finish Hour 1 of the game next. What is this? It's Post Malone. That tone... Tells me I should have known this. Post Malone! Come on, get with the times. Wow. And this isn't like even a newer one of it. You know what I mean? It's not. Is this nobody Post Malone music? SoundCloud? No, this is this has been in the top 40. Could have fooled me. Ah, Mitch. 
All right, we just have like a minute and a half before we reach the top of the hour, maybe a couple of minutes. I just want to throw out a couple of like ask us anything type of questions. Today is orange juice day. Pulp or no pulp? Pulp. Pulp. Pulp? What is wrong What's with you What's the point of pulp? That is To gross. prove that it's not Sunny D. That for me. I need na- all natural. Guess what? Orange juice didn't come in a Sunny D container. So I guess it's not Sunny D. I want that purple stuff. If we're talking Sunny D or purple stuff. I, I mean, um, I'll do either Sage, way. you're four, so your opinion doesn't matter. Mitch, you're out. Me and TC are correct. Ding, 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 Have ding. you guys ever done this, uh, the frozen orange juice? Yeah. So oh, yeah, way too often. If I'm making like... Um, like a jungle juice or mimosa or um, a sangria, the frozen concentrate stuff is the go-to. You have to get that stuff for frozen drinks and and just making cocktails is the best. I've never thought about using that for cocktails. Oh, man. I don't know what. A jungle juice type punch with that stuff, like you get like the fruit punch frozens and then an orange in there, man. Get drunk quick too, boys. Did you guys ever bike to school? It's National Bike to School Day. No, but I always wanted those pegs on the back. Like, I had I had a bike with pegs. Man, you were cool. I couldn't. It was five miles. <laughs> that, was, that, was, Armstrong. that was P.E. <laughs> I'm here. It's lunch. All right, that's going to do it for hour one of the game. Coming up here in just a couple of moments. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, is uh, giving us all the red ass. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, the NCAA is aiming to crack down on pay for play. Number one song of the day and Ask Us Anything is all coming up. Still a full hour to go, folks. Don't go anywhere because once we come back, Garth Brooks shook the world. Literally. It's coming up.